please rate, review, and subscribe to Dare to Explore wherever you listen to podcasts. Dare to Explore is powered by the U.S. Space and Rocket Center Education Foundation, which supports the educational programs of the U.S. Space and Rocket Center, home of Space Camp, working to inspire the next generation of explorers. Learn more about the Foundation's mission at rocketcenterfoundation.org. Most people like it. It is really funny. I was at the uh, Space Symposium in April. We looked at it and I said, do you want to try some space salsa? And I go, space salsa? <laughs> Come here, <laughs> let me tell you the story. And I grabbed every member of the U.S. Space Force that I could find and said, hey, this is the unofficial s- salsa of the U.S. Space Force. You got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> and 80% of the people who tried it said, Actually, this is pretty good. (laughs) Danny Hawkes is a retired school teacher from Colorado. In his three decades of teaching, he helped with fundraising and chaperoned more than 500 of his students to space camp. He's a member of the Space Camp Hall of Fame and owns Danny's Rocket Ranch, selling dehydrated space salsa and donating a portion of the profits to continue funding space camp scholarships. I'm Ryan Faricelli. Join me as I learn what makes this extraordinary individual Dare to explore. I've got a spaceship that I'm waiting for. I'm flying up to the stars. I'm gonna dare to explore this time. And I'll let you know what I find. Actually, sorry, it happened a long time ago in the last century in a galaxy close by. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in a, near a small town of Ignacio, Colorado, in southwestern Colorado. I uh, grew up on a farm slash ranch. Uh, my dad was the quintessential farmer rancher. We raised uh, wheat, beans, we had cattle, 3,000 laying hens, ch- chickens. So uh, I gathered eggs every day, but... Uh, we went. I went to work. Uh, get up early in the morning, and we'd collect eggs, and then we'd get ready for school. And whenever we could get out of school, we'd always had chores to do. The love of space, I think, started when I saw the last flight of Mercury, Faith Seven, with Gordon Cooper in 1963. Because I asked my dad. My dad would get up early and candle the eggs. We'd we'd process like 2,000 eggs a day wow and my father my father was just you'd get up and candle eggs and i asked dad i said i said get me up tomorrow so i can watch him launch launch the man into space and i remember sitting in front of a black and white tv watching him put gordon cooper on top of a (laughs) a intercontinental ballistic missile and shoot him (laughs) into space and i thought that was the coolest thing to do so that's where my love of space started you know, going to school in a rural rural community, rural, uh, rural school, didn't know how to get to uh, Johnson Space Center. It was down there, Cape Canaveral. But how does a, a boy growing up in rural southwestern Colorado get to NASA? Well, I didn't. But as <laughs> I, that was just in 1977. So Apollo had ended. Right. And there was a big lull between, between Apollo and the shuttle. So the interest kind of waned, but 
I never, I never lost that love space. But I figured, all right, my dad was pretty adamant. My parents, we had a large ranch. They needed, they had two sons, my brother and I got to stick around and help the parents work the ranch. So I went to plan B. I went into a local college and I became a science teacher. I studied biology and agriculture, so I have a science science base. And I wanted to be a teacher because a teacher helped me. I wanted to come back to my community, give back to my community, and, and keep the love of space close to my heart. And then if I was a science teacher, I could teach about space right. and even learn even more. So I got a job as a middle school science teacher uh, in the mid 80s. And one of the first things I did was, you know, it was life science or earth science, but there was always a section of space science. And we always saved it to the end of the year because we could do some cool things like build rockets. Right. So that was, that was the culminating activity. And the kids remembered, if I talked to any of my students, the thing they remembered out was uh, being a Mr. Hack, this isn't building rockets. And we would, <laughs> we would build those model rockets and have the best of time and invite the elementary school kids. They'd come up to this. Uh, we, we changed uh, the Ignacio football field. It was now uh, Ignacio Space Center. And the kids <laughs> would come up and, and watch, watch rocket launches and we're just enthralled with them. So I spent 30, 31 years doing that in Ignacio. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved the kids. Well, I knew about space camp. But my love of rockets and space, I said, I had to go there. Yeah. And to see what it was all about. So it was in 1992 uh, on a family vacation, took my kids. They're quite young, but I, spent, I I set aside a day to go through the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. And again, that five-year-old boy came out at me yeah, out, of, out of man. And I was just in awe looking at at that time. They just had the Saturn 1B and, of course, uh, the Redstone. Right. And I just walked around there and spent a whole day. My, fam my family stayed at the hotel, and I was just a kid. Talked to counselors, talked to, uh, to anybody that I could. And I said, I have to bring kids here. <laughs> that's a and, long, and I, that's a challenging field trip from Colorado. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's 28 hours by Via Road. But that's how we started. So I started with a special program. I had two kids. I uh, was able to find some money. So I started uh, with two kids the next year. Then we found some money for two kids more the next year. Then I said, we're going to take as many kids as we could. So 56 kids signed up to go to space camp in the spring of 1996. And we did everything imaginable to raise money to go. We had a, a magical group of kids that wanted to go to space camp. Special kids. They were, they were near and dear to my heart. But after nine months of selling everything we could and donations, one of the biggest things was the, was the, ra was the raffle. Uh, $500 cash prize. And of course, uh, I, I bought a few tickets there. <laughs> <laughs> and when we, when we did the raffle, guess who won the $500 cash prize so so i told i told the kids they said put it back put it back and i go you know what we're gonna do with this when we finish space camp that week we're gonna go to a restaurant and we're gonna eat out and we're gonna celebrate our great adventure <laughs> but it were it was a 28 hour bus ride from ignacio colorado to huntsville alabama wow 
And and I could say that trip was magical. Absolutely man. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it because the kids had worked so hard to get there. And it was it's about the kids. Oh, I just uh, I remember going down uh, I-565 and when you see that sat, that 1B Saturn 1B sticking out, I asked the driver of our bus, I said, "Could I have the mic? Could I have your microphone?" And I leaned leaned over the. I felt the bus was going to tip over forward because the kids were all pushing to the front so they could see the uh, see the Saturn 1B. <laughs> and I said, "Ladies and gentlemen, let me be the first to welcome you to space camp." And the roar that erupted out of that bus, I still rings in my ears. To date, I in 30 years I've taken 546 kids from this era from southwestern Colorado to space camp. Have you upgraded to flying? <laughs> uh, yes, we did. After the second journey, <laughs> the bus had the uh, bus had problems. We broke down in Memphis and we were coming back. It took us uh, 40 some hours to get back. And I had such a tightness in my chest after that second that was the second trip. I said if I if I wake up alive tomorrow, we're never going to we're never going to uh, drive again so since then we've been flying and it says well, well with aviation challenge you know you, you talk about flight that's part of the magic right so we've flown we've flown every year ever since how many how many chaperones did you have to take when you were on the bus oh let's see we had let's see i think we had five total wow uh, chaperones and, and the kids it was just so funny they they were consisting on candy and soda uh and they were just wired for sound uh, uh, one young lady i think she stepped she stayed up the entire time but this was just uh just uh, extended my love for space i knew it was there and it just provided an opportunity for the, for the kids i have one young man that's gone on to work for nasa i mean i i am very humbled and honored to be a member of the Space Camp Hall of Fame just to rub just to be a part of those just super intelligent people. I I feel that every time we go back for the new Hall of Fame members that my IQ goes up like 30 points. So <laughs> just being around them. <laughs> Are you still teaching? Uh, I have retired. I do some local outreach. I I, I do special uh, special events. Uh, I get called to to come in and do special programs. Uh, especially with school as a, as kind of the guest guest lecture or you know, doing by rockets or as I'm doing now the space salsa uh, they want to know how how I do it and give samples of course you know, samples say so they enjoy a product right and in uh, in the company's called Danny's Rocket Rocket Ranch me and my lovely forever bride uh, started this specifically to help kids go to space camp because i remember how how challenging it was to raise money right And, and the way it came about was was kind of a fluke. I was inducted in, in 2010, and I would always bring my fresh salsa, and we'd sit around the pool and and we'd eat salsa. And every once in a while, somebody would say, "Ever thought about marketing this?" And I go, "Well, uh, I don't know. I've never <laughs> done it. I look at stores, you know, you see lines of salsa, right? Uh, so I think about it. But it was in 2018." We're, we're doing the same thing. Somebody asked me if this was at Hall of Fame induction. So I said, I, I don't know. I look over at uh, Dottie Metcalf Lindenberger, who's become a, you know, a good friend. And I said, Dottie, you think the folks on this space station would like my salsa? And she goes, oh, they'd love your salsa. <laughs> more salsa, more chips. You know, uh, got, you know, got encouraged through, uh, <laughs> through other means. And I said, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. 
But wouldn't it be great if we could have a product that we could sell nationally and it would help raise money for scholarships to help kids go to space camp? The Intuitive Planetarium is an immersive digital dome theater experience that offers educational astronomy shows, live entertainment, and exciting theater experiences. The only one of its kind in the Southeast, the Intuitive Planetarium at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center offers an 8K digital planetarium and digital dome experience. Additional time tickets are required for Intuitive Planetarium experiences. Visit rocketcenter.com for tickets today. So I left home, went back home to Colorado, July of 2018, with the idea. You were retired at this point from teaching, right? No, I was still teaching. You're still teaching. teaching. I was still teaching and taking kids and taking kids. Right. So I I went back home and put the thinking cap on and go, hmm, what am I going to do? It's got to be a different kind of salsa. It's got to be something you could use and eat in space. So my inspiration was the Apollo food where you just add hot water. Right. So I I tried making my salsa, dehydrating it, freeze drying it. It worked, but it added cost to it. So I said, well, you know what, man, this is it's going to be more expensive. So I got the brilliant idea. I said, oh, why don't I just get the best dehydrated and freeze-dried components and start blending. <laughs> so that's what I did. How does the taste compare to when you make it yourself? If you're on a space mission and you re- rehydrate my salsa, it's going to be the best tasting salsa in the known universe. You know? so, <laughs> well, I've, I've had it. I've had it. It was, it was very good. When you first thought of this, you thought, okay, I'm going to make a salsa that could go up into space because there are different challenges to, to eating in space, for example. What were, the, what were some of the considerations that you had to make with that goal in mind? Well, what, what you know, uh, understanding about what space is, you'd have to make it in a pow- uh, pouch, right? seal it up, and then make it, uh, the consistency is very chunky, that it would adhere and stick together when you either spooned it out or put it on a tortilla. So it has to stay together. So the cohesiveness had to be very high. You can vary that by the amount of water you put in it. Right. So the fun part, the fun part was just doing, was doing all the, the scientific method uh, part. I ate a lot of chips and salsa. When I <laughs> thought it was good enough, I'd pack it and send it all out to my to my space camp friends and said, okay, give this a try. So it took me nine or 10 tries to get to where what you tried. Okay. Uh, Danny Cracker Ranch, uh, you know, Space Salsa Martian Spicy Original. So I figured <laughs> I'd, give, I'd give the names like, it's got to be fun. It's got to right. be oh, spacey, you know. We made it for space, but you could eat it here on Earth. Have you have you gotten any into space yet? Not yet. We're working on. I will tell you by the end of next year, the twenty twenty three, it should have launched at least one time. So That's fantastic. Of course, I, I, I think I'm trying. I'm trying it. I'm building a rocket, so I'm going to put it in the nose cone. <laughs> I we're going to get it towards space, 
bought. I don't know how above uh, above ground level we're going to get it, but man, we'll put, we'll pack about maybe 200 uh, uh, E-inches on it, and we'll just see how high we get it into the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing to me is that the tomato elements actually still tasted fresh. And that's because I think uh, those are the, uh, some of the components are dehydrated and some of the components are freeze-dried. Okay. And uh, I like the tomatoes. The company we get it from is a really good, great company. It's called Harmony House, and I really like their products. It, now, are the to- is the tomato freeze-dried or is it dehydrated? Dehydrated. What is the what is the difference? How, how does something get dehydrated versus freeze-dried, and how does that affect when you add the water to it? Not really too much of a difference uh, with freeze drying again they, they freeze it and then they have a process that vacuums out all it crystallizes the liquid and it vacuum and they vacuum it out okay and dehydrate it they just they just put it in more of you know holds it at a higher temperature you know, between every 100 120 degrees and let it uh naturally let the water evaporate out of it the end result's kind of similar but how they get to it is sort of the opposites <laughs> yes. Uh, freeze drying is more of a modern technology and uh, we're dehydrating is more of an ancient art. What about chips? Like can a regular chip go up into space and be used with your salsa? Chips crumble. Right. I, I hear they're going to hear themselves to the, to the air conditioning and to the vents and in, in the filters. Does NASA have a, a space chip? <laughs> you know, they don't. I'm going to, I guess that's, that's the next thing on the list is make a space chip. Yeah. So if you have any good ideas, we'll let us know, you know, so <laughs> tacos, you know, we will bring you know, the, the growing chili in space. You know, it's, it's really cool that the, the, the pepper, the growing in space is the same as the New Mexico pepper that I use in my salsa. So there's the space connection there. <laughs> so, so that, that hatch green chili that's grown, that's grown in space. It's grown. That's the chili that I use for the ingredients. So we got, there's the space connection right there. Amazing. Have you moved it into any stores or or distribution? Currently we're in 45 stores in five States, including at the gift shop at the U S space and rocket center in Huntsville, Alabama. (laughs) So, so you can go right into the gift shop and you can get Danny's rocket ranch space salsa. It's out of this world. (laughs) <laughs> now and all of the and all of the proceeds that you get from that the the profit goes to help send the kids from your local schools there in Colorado to space camp. Well, what we do, what we do, I get a lot of don- or some donations locally, mm-hmm. but my lovely wife and I are dedicating ten percent of our profits, and we send that to the U.S. Space uh, Foundation Educational Fund for scholarships for Space Camp and Aviation Challenge. Yeah, local and national. We try to help the kids. And one cool thing that's happened recently is that we've uh, negotiated a product placement with uh, two upcoming movies. Really? And by by the yes, by the time and by the time this comes out, the movies will have come out already. Yeah, the movie's called Zombies, <laughs> and, uh, and so we're going to have the salsa in a zombie movie, and and the director the director. Uh, said if we wanted to be in the zombie movie, we can. So my, so Laura and I went to Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, and we have a scene in the zombie movie making space salsa and selling <laughs> it to the bar owner. And then later in the movie, we become zombies. So the director liked our what we do with uh, with space camp and the, what we do uh, with Danny's Rocket Ranch and committing to help kids go to space camp. Uh, he is going to be contributing. 
of the Premier Week proceeds to, in our behalf, Danny's Rocket Ranch, to a charity of our choice. So hint, hint, guess what charity we're thinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, a, that's fantastic. And so the more money we can get to space camp and the more kids we can help. <laughs> we're working on recipes. We're working on recipes. Hopefully we can get a, a YouTube channel and it was called Cooking with Space Sauce. Danny's Rocket Recipes. (laughs) That's right. Welcome to the Rocket Ranch. (laughs) There you go. Is there a Rocket Ranch? (laughs) Yeah, the Rocket Ranch. It is my Rocket Ranch. I've been launching rockets for 30 years here. And so I just kind of, kind of tongue in cheek named it that, but the name sticks. And this is kind of fun. I, I, in fact, it was just two weeks ago. I had the local neighbors over and we built rockets. We haven't launched yet. We're waiting for a good time to, to get uh, the kids out here and, and launch rockets. <laughs> uh, one of the cool things, just an aside, uh, last year, last year, two years ago, I was able to take my second generation of space campers to space camp. I really? took a... Wow. So I've done, I've done this for 30 years. It's 1992. I'm the one, I'm the, as I said before, I'm the biggest kid there. I love going to space camp because I've developed a lot of really good friends down in Huntsville. And it's just like going home. It's like my second home. I think I've been there more than any other place else on the planet Earth. So it's fun. I thoroughly enjoy being there. In 2002, I said, my kids are having all the fun. I got to go to a teacher space camp. So, right. So in 2002, they had they had a teacher space camp. So I signed up for it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Then I was I was proud to say I was selected. I got the right stuff award. So I don't, so I had the <laughs> I legitimately had the right stuff. I hope so. Train like an astronaut and get lost in space at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. Shuttle simulator programs are available to try your hand at piloting the shuttle and is based on both the past and the future of space exploration. Your team of up to four participants must work together to land the shuttle and bring the crew safely home. Museum admission is required. Find out available times, prices, and more at rocketcenter.com and get ready to blast off. If you could go into space today, would you go? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would go in a heartbeat. Yeah. I am going to go into space. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I told my daughters I'm going to build a big model rocket. When I pass from this earth, I want to be cremated and they're going to put my remains in the nose cone. And they're going to press the button, and I'm going to get good, one good lap around the Earth, and I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> but yes, I would go. I would go right in, in a heartbeat, just to see the Earth. In fact, I've, I've dreamt about going into space, and so in a sense, I've, in my brain, I've gone. I've been there. I would go in a heartbeat, no questions asked. It just to be passionate. Uh, follow your heart. If it, if it. It's in your soul, in your mind. Keep going. Don't never give up. Never surrender. You know that's that's a saying from a from a movie. I, I remember that it's always dear in my heart. So if you if you if it's in your love, don't let anyone discourage you. Just keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. You'll get there. It may take a little time, but don't ever get discouraged. 
go to our website, www.dannysrocketranch.com. You can see what uh, we have space pictures of what we do here at the ranch, uh, space salsa, the, uh, some of the pictures of kids that have gone to space camp. So take a look at there. A reminder that uh, when you when you buy our products, you're helping students reach for the stars. I've got a spaceship that I'm waiting for. I'm flying up to the stars. I'm gonna dare to explore this time. And I'll let you know.